Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and tonight's message is going to be from the book of Philippians. This is where God led me, and it's just really powerful because, you know, there's so many things in my heart, and there are so many things from the Word of God that I just, I love everything about the Word of God, but I love it so much, and I always, you know, go to the Lord and ask, what do you want me to share tonight? And so I just want to say welcome to those of you who are joining. I see you guys jumping on and it's always such a blessing and such a pleasure to see you here and just to be with you for, you know, maybe uh, just about 30 minutes, maybe a little less, but sometimes I'd like to go a little bit longer. But in any event, this is what I want to talk about tonight. And it's really, it's about this secret of living in every situation because we know that the devil is a liar we know that you know thoughts come at us to bombard us to throw us off you know to get us off the Word of God the devil will come you know trying to see if he can move you off of what you're standing on and so this is what you know I, I want to talk about tonight it's just from what God showed me today from the book of Philippians and I'm really kind of gonna just take you through it in summary but read it for yourself my friend I'm telling you you know we live in the New Testament and I find myself and I've said this before but when I'm driving I'm in the Gospels and like I said, I love the Word of Promise audio Bible because it's like you're watching a movie. So you just, you get pictures of all the stuff going on. And, and I tell you, Jim Caviezel, he did such an amazing job, you know, with um, um, just portraying the way that he portrayed Jesus in the Passion. And it's also his voice in this Word of Promise um, audio Bible. And I absolutely love it. And sometimes... I just, I hear, you know, the words of the Lord and I, and, and I just start crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm driving. I got to get myself together here. But you just, it really strengthens you like nothing else. So I just wanted to preface with that. And I just want to pray real quick too. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching and for those who will watch the replay. And I pray, Lord, that as I open my mouth, Lord, you would fill it, that only your words would come forth tonight, Lord, and that the viewer will be blessed and that the word that is that is sown tonight, that is given, Lord, will be planted in their hearts, Lord, and the enemy will not be able to take it from them. For I ask this in Jesus' name, and I thank you and I praise you, my Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen, mm, right? So with the book of Philippians, I don't know if you've read it any time recently, but Paul was in chains at this time writing this letter to the, to the not the Corinthians, the Philippians. And, you know, one thing, and I'm just going to kind of take you in sequence what he did, but it's awesome. And I'm really just summing it up, but I pray that you will go and read this for yourself. And I really took it out of the New Living Translation. I just, you know what, it's such an easy, it's red letter, but if you see this, it's um, the New Living Translation. I just, I love this Bible, and it's actually starting to fall apart a little bit, but I love it. And so, and I've got many different versions, but it's so easy to read and understand. And when you understand what you're reading, you just don't want to put it down. Can I get an amen? I'm so serious, right? And so, and when you understand what you're reading, 
the word cannot easily be taken away from you. It's harder for the enemy to come and steal, you know, when you have understanding. So glory to God. So starting in the first chapter, Paul defended and confirmed the truth of God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says he lived for this. This is what Paul lived for, you know, after he had his conversion and I mean, he just lived. Well, after he had the, the, um, the, the thing where he fell off and Christ came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me and all that? And he lost his sight for three days. And so anyway, after that conversion, the Bible says that he actually spent three years alone. Like he went out into the desert and he, he received revelation from Jesus himself. It's so awesome. So in it, that's not in the book of Philippians, but I'm just saying this is what happened. You could find it in the book of Acts. But in any event, um, he Paul defended and confirmed the truth of the gospel, the good news. He lived for this. And he prayed for the people who helped him, but he prayed that their love would overflow and that they would grow more and more in the knowledge, right, of Jesus Christ and in their understanding. You've got to grow and grow and grow. And let me tell you, the word of God never gets old. It just keeps giving you more revelation and more revelation because it's a living, breathing word by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, okay, I, I could easily just, you know, go on a tangent here, but I'm going to try to stay on point. I, I just love the Lord and I love his word so much. But Paul said in chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, that what really matters the most is that you always be filled with the righteous character, right? With, with the righteous character in your life that is only produced by Jesus Christ. What matters the most, you've got to listen. We are, we are not of this world, right? We're citizens of heaven. We're, we're of the kingdom, but we're here on this earth passing through and we've got a job to do. And for those of you, you know, who, how do I say this? I mean, really, it's it doesn't matter what occupation you have, right? Paul was a tent maker, right, before, and he was also a Pharisee and, you know, all that. But he, he was a tent maker. He didn't want to burden people, but he was very grateful for people who did give him, you know, money to send him forth on the mission because he lived to preach Christ. Bottom line, whether he was in chains or whether he was free, all he cared about was that the message of Christ was being preached. And that's why he taught, right? And he was just so grateful for those who were of the same spirit who were preaching Christ. And even when those who were preaching Christ just for their own gain and they weren't even, he said, you know what? I just rejoice because the message of Christ is being preached and the Holy Spirit will show them truth, you know? And that's the thing. If you ever disagree with somebody, but you're both in the kingdom, the Holy Spirit will show you the truth. As long as you stay peaceful and humble, you know, because not everybody agrees, but we are supposed to be united in the Spirit for one purpose, and that's the kingdom of God. Okay, so he said, um, what really matters is that you always be filled with the righteous character in your life. That's produced by Jesus Christ. And he said that this would bring much honor and glory to God. Mm. Then he talked about, and I'm really summing it up, you know, just for purposes of this message, but please go in and read the book of Philippians for yourself. Next, Paul talked about um, his joy 
of Christ being preached, which I just said. He said whether he was free or in chains, that's all he cared about. He rejoiced that the message of Christ was being preached, whether in chains, whether free. He also prayed that he would continue to be as bold for Christ as he had been in the past. You know, like when he got out, he prayed that he would. And so, listen, you can talk to God anytime from your heart. That's the beauty of our Lord. He loves us. We don't have to measure up. You just come to him as you are. And if you come to him with your whole heart, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit will, he will reveal things to you. But, you know, you, I just want to say this to you. You've got to be careful of what and who you're listening to. Because if you listen to five different people, even on TBN, you're going to get five different teachings. You've got to really be careful who you listen to and make sure that they are preaching the word of God, the word of God, because that's all that matters anyway. You know, for me, there's a few people that I like to listen to, but I'm listening to this word for myself. When I'm driving and I've got the audio Bible, I'm hearing the words for myself because then if I'm listening to a teaching that I'm like, oh no, wait a minute, ooh, you're going to know right away and you say, Holy Spirit, and if you're not sure, Holy Spirit, don't just depend on teachers. Listen to the word for yourself. Okay, so, but I'm, I'm teaching you right from the word, not from my opinions, not from, you know, yes, it's fine for people to share their experiences, but preach the word. You know what I mean? Listen to the word of God. Okay, so then Paul talked about living and dying. Right? And he said that he was torn between the two because to die would be better because he would be with Christ, but to live would be better for the people, at, right? For us, even now in this day, you know, because we've got his writings, but he said it would be better for him to live so that he could do more fruitful work for the Lord. And so we've got to know that too. If you are saved, Jesus is your Lord. I'm telling you right now, my friend, the day that, you know, you leave this earth, you're going to be with Jesus. You're going to be alive. You're going to live. Your spirit leaves, but absent from the body, you are present with the Lord. Okay? You cannot stay in your body. Right? And then at the, when Christ returns, he's going to give us brand new bodies, but you are still going to be very much alive. So Paul said right here that he was torn between living and dying because to die would be better because he would be with Christ, but then to live, he could do more work for Christ and be fruitful, which would bring honor and glory to Christ. Okay. So, and, and Paul actually said that living to him meant to live for Christ. Isn't that awesome? And I'm like, Lord, let me just live for you. Like, I really mean it. Like, I I have been reevaluating even just next steps. You know, it's, it's just the more that you get into the Word of God, the more you will let the Holy Spirit show you what you need to be doing. He will mold you. You won't be worrying about what is this one going to think of me? What are they going to know? What does God think of you? And in everything you do, are you glorifying the Lord Jesus. Okay. All right. So Paul said that his goal was to help the people grow in their knowledge of Christ and to experience the joy of their faith. He said, live, we are to live as citizens of heaven. In Philippians 1 27, Paul said, above all, 
We must live as citizens of heaven, conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. He said we need to be, and I mentioned this before, in the unity of the Spirit, right? Unity with one Spirit and one purpose, and that is the faith, which is the good news, right? The gospel of Jesus Christ, because you can only um, be saved by your faith in Christ. Okay, in verse 28, Paul said, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Beloved, let me just say this. The word of God said, you live godly, you're going to be persecuted, period. We live in a world that is perverse and crooked, right? You live for God, people are always going to have something to say about you. And I remember in 2008, I believe it was, 10 years ago, I was reading a book one day and the Lord said to me, "You, the Holy Spirit, just as I was reading, said to me, you better learn to develop a thick skin. And I was like, whoa, you better learn to develop a thick skin. Whoa. And I knew that that meant persecution would be coming. Okay. Persecution by family, friends that eventually you may need to let go of if they're not, you know, like-minded. Listen, and I, I say let go. I mean, you still want to love them, you know, and, and always be kind to them and all that. But I'm just saying you may need to move on so that whatever they're saying that's worldly isn't carrying weight and influencing you, right? Because you want to be the one who is the light. I'm not saying you have to abandon them, you know. You, I hope you hear my heart on this, okay? But it's very important to keep yourself strong. And sometimes it means even being by yourself to be in the word so that you can get strong in the word of God so that when opinions are thrown at you, well, you know, maybe it's God's will. No, that's not what the word says. You know, you've got to know for yourself what the word of God says, not people's opinions, the word. Okay, so, okay, where am I here? He said as Christians, we've been given the privilege of trusting Christ and also of suffering for him, right? You know, Jesus said that those who live godly in him, they're going to they're gonna suffer persecution. It's a choice. But you know what? I'd rather suffer persecution any day from people who are deceived because I know they don't know what they're doing. And that's why I can forgive them and not hold any offense against them because they don't know the truth but I do, and you do. So don't hold offense against anyone who persecutes you. Just know in your heart that they're deceived. They don't know the truth. But as you keep being good to them or kind to them, you know what? The Holy Spirit can work on them. Don't worry, and if they have a devil, you can cast it out. You can cast it out from a distance. You know, more and more I'm seeing in the Word, you know, and this is what will happen. As you read the Word and you're in the Word, more and more revelation comes. And I'm seeing more and more where Jesus just said a word. He, and he didn't even lay hands on everybody that he healed. My gosh, when he healed, yes, there's a point where it says he healed the multitudes. He laid, laid hands on all of them. But the 10 lepers that came to him, he didn't lay hands on them. He just spoke. There are many times. So your faith follows your intention. Okay. So, and I just, just pay attention to the way Jesus did things. Listen to it over and over and over. Read it. Listen to it. And then the Holy Spirit will start giving you revelation and images. And okay, this is for somebody because it just is. Okay. In 2 um, 
Second, uh, I'm sorry, in chapter 2 of Philippians, Paul tells us to have the attitude of Christ. We need to love each other for real, for real, and work together for God's purposes, for God's kingdom with one mind, one purpose. Again, that's kingdom. It's Christ. Not be in competition with other people who are in ministry or maybe who are different, doing different things. I love to hear about other people's ministries and what they're doing. You know, sometimes they even ask me to participate and I, I know that I'm not able to, but I am cheering them on. I am cheering you on. Okay. Mm, praise God. And you know, he said, don't be selfish and don't try to impress people. Don't be selfish, right? And don't just try to impress people and make it all about you and just, no. Be humble. Thinking, and you know when he says, thinking of others even is more important than yourself. And then in the next verse he says, don't just look out for your own interests, but take an interest, you know, in what others are doing as well. You know, and if, you know, I had someone call me yesterday to ask me for help. She's been invited to speak to a woman's uh, group and she's never spoken publicly before, but she's very excited about it. Well, what's my job? My job is to fan her flames and tell her that she's amazing and she's going to do amazing. And I know she is because she has a heart for God. She just wanted a little instruction of, you know, and I gave that to her gladly from my heart. Oh my gosh. And that pleases the Lord, right? Okay, so then Paul talks about how Jesus was God here on the earth, but he gave up his divine privileges and even humbled himself to the point of dying a criminal's death so that you and I could be saved. What a loving father and savior we have. And people, we have to represent Jesus well. We've got to let people know that God loves them. And here's the other thing. It just stands out to me, and maybe because it's my assignment in particular here on the earth, um, but when I say my assignment, it's not just my assignment, it's every believer's is to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But I'm just, it's standing out to me more and more and more. Everywhere Jesus went, boom, boom, healed, 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 healed. He didn't even depend on their faith. And, and for example, the woman that came up behind him that, you know, Jesus knew in her heart. She said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be well. But she told him that, you know, she told him what was going on when he said, who touched me, right? And he said, daughter, you know, be of good cheer. Like your faith has healed you. Okay. And then there was... um somebody else I just listening today I've got all these scriptures in my head but another one and he said uh be it unto you as you've believed it was about his servant who was um to the to the point of death and he said be it unto you you know the servant said I'm an authority too you don't even have to come to my house just say you know just say the word and I know my servant will be healed and Jesus said be it unto you according to your faith but when he healed all these multitudes of people he wasn't depending on their faith. He preached them. He healed them because he showed them how much God loves them. And that's what we need to do on this earth. We need to represent our king because he has passed the baton to you and me. And that's what we're supposed to do. Okay. All right. So everything. Okay. So after Jesus died that death of a criminal ugh, to save the world, God then elevated him to the highest place of honor, right? So that Everything on the earth, in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, everything has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ, right? Everything, everything that has a name and even everything that doesn't have a name, 
everything has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ and every, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. And then it says to the glory of God the Father because that gives glory to God the Father. And everyone, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. Mm. Okay. And he is Lord. Doesn't matter if you believe it or not. He is the Lord. Period. He's the one that took the nails. He's the one that's been, been elevated to the highest place of honor. Only him. And he was raised from the dead. He is alive today and he lives forevermore. He is not on the cross ever again. He died once. He was raised up and, oh, praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Can you just praise him for a minute? Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Boy, let me get my praise on. I love the Lord with all my heart. I know you do too because you're here. Amen. Amen. That's right, Christine. Amen. Okay. So, um, and Paul then talks about how we are to shine as bright lights here on the earth, right? In Philippians chapter 2, 12, Paul says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. What are the results, right, your, of your salvation, right, of being saved, healed, delivered, set free, mm, right? And then he says, obey God with a deep reverence. That's like respect. It's the highest respect that you could have for, any, for anyone, right? Obey God with a deep reverence and fear. And it says, uh, Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you because the spirit of God is in you if Jesus is your Lord, right? Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Think about it. Everything that Jesus did pleased the Father. Now Jesus has given us, right, that authority. God has given us his Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that was in and upon Jesus to do the works that please the Father. Guess what? You and I now have the same power. We are to do the same works and bring glory to the Father through Jesus Christ who's in us. Glory to God by His Spirit. Oh, it's so awesome. Verse 14 says, do everything without complaining and arguing so no one criticizes you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, right? Galatians 4, 6, you are a child of God. Now, if Jesus is your Lord, he says, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world of crooked and perverse people. Verse 16 says, hold firmly to the word of life. Oh my gosh, the word of life, because God is love. God is life. Hold firmly to the word of life. Okay. Then in chapter three, Paul talks about the priceless value of knowing Christ. It is, oh my gosh, the value of knowing, of knowing Christ doesn't compare to anything on this planet. Nothing. There's, there, there is nothing that can compare. He says, first he talks about how we need to watch out for evil people who say that you've got to be circumcised, you know, um, to be saved. I mean, like that was for the Jewish people, but no, not once you gave your heart to Christ, you didn't have to be circumcised, even if you were Jewish, to be saved. It's your faith in Christ that saves you. So Paul says he obeyed the law to a fault. Then in the next verse, Philippians 3, 7, Paul says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless 
because of what Christ has done. And that can really pertain to any like distractions in your life, right? Things that are just, you know, garbage on teeth, like just, just anything that's a distraction that's just unnecessary, right? Okay. The law. He was talking because the law was the most important thing to him. It was at one time, right? He says, but now I consider it worthless because of what Christ has done. He says, I consider, I once thought these things were valuable, right? The, the different laws. But now I consider them worthless because of wh what Christ has done. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. The law is not worthless. It's perfect. But he's saying that compared to the value of knowing Christ, then, you know, that's what he's talking about, that it doesn't compare. He says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. How do you become one with him, right? Your, your your spirit is joined with his. That's how you become. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. And so Paul said he discarded everything else, considering it garbage, so that he could gain Christ and become one with him. <clears throat> he said, I no, no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. Right? Righteous is right with God. Right? He says, for God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. Okay, faith in Jesus. Then he talks about pressing toward the goal. We're almost done. He says, in order to do that, he focuses on forgetting the past and pressing, only looking ahead, right? He presses on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, like in us, right, is calling us to. He concludes in chapter four with encouraging us to stay true to the Lord. He said, if we disagree about anything, I mentioned this before, if we disagree about anything, God will make it plainly known to us. We have to stay in the unity of the spirit, right? With one purpose, again, kingdom minded. He tells us to always be full of the joy of the Lord. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do. He tells you not to worry about anything but instead, pray about everything. So don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. That's awesome. He says to tell God what you need and to thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. That's awesome. Let me say that one more time. He says to tell God what you need and to thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, or Christ lives in you. Okay, one final thought. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, if you couldn't purposely focus your thoughts, he wouldn't have been able to say that, but you can. Lastly, he goes on to thank those that have helped him and says that he's learned the secret of living in every situation. And this is it. And you've heard it a million times, but this is it. Philippians chapter 4, 13, because the very next verse, he says it. He says, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How? Because he's in you. The spirit of God is in you, on you, with you, and he gives you strength. So in any situation, doesn't matter what it is, you can close your eyes and just you're one with the Holy Spirit and get, you know, what God has to say on the matter. You also have to know the word of God, okay, because the Bible says test the spirits. The enemy's not going to roll out the red carpet. Not that we want to pay attention to anything he's doing, but we know that he comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's a deceiver. He will try to move you off of, you know, the word of God. And, you know, and I've learned too that when it's God, right, you, uh, uh, how do we say this? We only have a minute left, but I was going to be going on a trip um, uh, next month for a speaking engagement and it was a great opportunity for ministry to minister to the lost in August and the Holy Spirit said no. I booked my plane ticket, everything, and but the Holy Spirit, and, and how do I know? There was just this nudging. It was a constant nudging in my spirit that was saying no, no, and I didn't understand why. And finally, you know, I even switched to another hotel and like, well, maybe there's danger. But I kept having this nudging. And it so that's how I know that I need to pay attention. Because you have a check in your spirit or a constant gnawing or nudging. It wasn't like pressure. Because when it's the enemy, you feel pressure, you feel fear, but then it leaves. When it's God, the Holy Spirit is just, it's subtle, it's there. It's like, I'm trying to tell you something, you know. So finally, I just plainly said to the Lord, Lord, do you want me to go on this trip or not? And literally, I, the Holy Spirit, it was just that clear impression. And the Holy Spirit said, not this trip, not right now. Boom. I canceled immediately. I had my answer. And right after I canceled, total peace. See, that's the thing. I had no peace. I didn't have peace, but I couldn't understand why. And sometimes you may not understand why. And it might seem like a great thing to do. But if you've got this check, pay attention. Because, you know, if I had ignored that and said, no, Lord, but this is for you. This is for your kingdom. Who knows? I could have had an accident on the way to the airport or something. I don't know, and I may never know what God saved me from, but the bottom line is I had to be obedient. You have to be obedient. When God is speaking to you and you don't have peace, you don't do it. No peace, no go, right? You don't do it. Let peace be your umpire in every situation. I really try to live by that. I do. That's Colossians 3.15. And we are totally out of time tonight, but I really pray that this has been a blessing to you tonight. Um, you know, I spoke from my heart, but I also spoke from the Word of God, from Philippians. And I think I just really gave you something valuable at the end because I know a lot of you may have decisions to make and you're just not sure which way to go. Let peace be your umpire, okay? You're, you know, if you don't have peace, you need to go to the Lord. Find out why. Again, I don't know what, you know, why he said no, but all he knows he said no, and obedience is better than sacrifice. Like you, you have to obey. And then I had total peace. So I know that that was God's will. So anyway, I just pray that this has blessed you tonight. If it has, make sure that you share this 
on social media, uh, and let's advance God's kingdom together. Jump on my Instagram page. I'm kind of new to it, but I'm going to be doing a lot on Instagram, and I'd really appreciate it if you would like uh, the, the Instagram page. It's just under Lisa Boldo, and uh, I hope to see you there as well. And God bless you. Uh, in Jesus' name, be healed, be made whole, and I will see you next time on The Victorious Life. All right, God bless you. Good night.